What's going on? What's going on? What is going on? Shalom, shalom to all of our listeners. We want to welcome you once again to the Infinite Ascension Podcast. I am Hanuk, Hanuk Nasiyah, the armor bearer, and I am your host for the Infinite Ascension Podcast. Here we enlighten, encourage, and empower others with the tools necessary to ascend to their highest level. Yes, there is a greater level that you can reach, and we motivate you to strive to reach that level through our information, explanation, and personal experiences. And you may ask yourself, what makes us so confident in our abilities and so sure in our level of ascension? Well, we don't just talk it, but we walk it as well. So if you want to walk how we walk, you can look how we look by going to our Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash gear to grow gear number two and grow if you need to get caught up on our previous discussions we had a powerful one last week on an authentic marriage and if you want to get caught up on that or our other discussions go to our spotify itunes iHeartRadio, any of those platforms and you search infinite ascension podcast and we will come up if you can't find any of those then go to our website at infiniteascension.org infiniteascension.org no excuses no excuse to miss an episode go check them out you won't regret it we're diving into some important subjects some subjects that are going to change the lives of our listeners and awaken some sleeping warriors so let's get into this week's focus once again I want everybody to listen in, to pay attention, because we have the powerful, the intelligent, the anointed, the eloquent, Haseh Sarat, the RV therapist. She's in the house. (laughs) We're excited for her to be in here again. We're making this a thing, y'all. We're making this a thing. So welcome, Sarat, to the podcast once again shalom shalom everyone shalom shalom to our listeners and today we're diving into an important topic that's fundamental to our daily lives i can't do this on my own i need sarat because we're talking today about motivation that's right motivation motivation is this powerful force that drives us to take action pursue our goals and overcome obstacles it's like the the fuel for our ambitions whether they're personal or professional so let's kick things off by defining what we mean when we talk about motivation at its core motivation is that internal or external push that influences our behavior it's the push that influences our behavior it's what gets us out of the bed in the morning it's what sparks creativity and it's what keeps us going when things get tough and i think it's important to also realize that it's not a one-size-fits-all concept and the reason why is because people are motivated by different things So whether it's a desire for success or a passion for their work or the need for connection, they are motivated by different things. Understanding what motivates us individually is key to unlocking our full potential within our marriages. All right. So it's key to unlocking our full potential, not just in our individual lives, but, you know, in our marriages as well. And that's one area we're going to focus on today is motivation within one's marriage. 
motivation within the marriage setting. Um, I couldn't agree more with everything you're saying. So let's touch on why motivation is so crucial both in our personal and in our professional lives. Because in our personal lives, motivation is what propels us to set and achieve personal goals. Right? It's the force, the driving force behind self-improvement. It's the driving force behind relationships and it's the driving force behind overall well-being. So you ask yourself, ask yourself, when was the last time that I set a goal for myself? What kind of goal? When was the last time that you set a financial goal for yourself? Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you set a professional goal, a spiritual goal, Ruakul? For yourself, when is the last time you set these goals in terms of your marriage? Yes, last week we discussed green flags, remember? And so, when it comes to motivation, a green flag of motivation is goal setting. So it is important to to note that goal setting motivates people by helping them focus on relevant behaviors right it can also expand the required effort help them to persist in activities and make calculated decisions as well and i want to hit on goal setting theory as well because it suggests that specific clear and realistic goals leads to better performance and feedback Mm. so it's saying like if a goal is specific clear realistic and challenging like if a goal has those characteristics or those traits then ultimately the theory is that those traits within a goal will ultimately lead to a higher performance level or higher performance rate So more likely, or it's more likely that you will achieve your goal when it's specific, clear, realistic, and challenging. And then you also have the SMART acronym. You want to kind of go over the the acronym for SMART? That's usually the the, the, um, layout that many people use when it comes to setting goals. Yeah, when you're establishing a goal for yourself, one thing we like to utilize is the SMART acronym. Um, purpose behind utilizing the SMART acronym is to um, ensure that it has or it meets certain requirements, that mm-hmm. every goal meets certain requirements. So the SMART acronym, what the acronym is, is uh, first you want to ensure that your goals are specific, right? So they're not all over the place, but they are um, specific to the point they have a, um, a specific... Uh, it's clear. Uh, yeah, a clear foundational uh, purpose behind um, behind the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, next, you want to ensure that it's uh, measurable, so you have a means of telling if you're actually meeting that goal, achieving that goal, or if you're not. So you know if you're going forward or backwards. You have a means of measurement. Um, an example of that is, you know, like uh, if your goal is I want to, you know, save up, you know, two thousand dollars by the end of the month then that's a means of measurement. You know you're achieving that goal if you're, if you save up $2,000, you know you're not achieving that goal if you don't save up $2,000. So you have a means of measurement within that goal. Um, the A stands for achievable. So basically, or attainable. You say attainable? Um, yeah, yeah, either one. Right, right. But basically making sure that you can reasonably accomplish your goal within that time frame as well. Yeah. Um, and then you know another way of looking at it is uh, saying that it's um, action oriented meaning that it's uh, you know action oriented or attainable it means that it's established by you doing something not just saying something so you know oftentimes we'll establish or people will establish a goal for themselves um, but there's no action in order to get it started so it's a whole bunch of talk with very very little action which ultimately leads to very little results 
so action oriented um then realistic something that's actually achievable a goal i'm not going to establish a goal for my marriage saying hey man we're, our marriage is going to be you know like the king and queen of Eland. we don't even know what their marriage is like so <laughs> you know we can't that's not a realistic goal because we have no idea what that is mm -hmm. so you know you want to set a realistic goal for yourself for your marriage um because then you have something you can actually go after and can i add to with that um the realistic portion looking at your resources considering the resources that you have within you can also help you to determine whether or not it's something that's realistic or not right as well and then that last one the t is timely all right um time, what timely basically means is that you give yourself a timeline all right you give yourself a timeline that you can hold yourself to it's another means of accountability um it's another means of measurement but it's so important that it, we gave it its own acronym <laughs> so you, you want to say i want to do this by this date you know one thing that uh, we do is we establish a one-year plan with goals a five-year uh goal with you know with a plan associated with it and a 10-year goal with a plan associated with it so we know at the end of this one year we want to have this at the end of the five years we want to be here at 10 years we want to be here we give ourselves room to adjust but time-wise we give ourselves that timeline to know by 10 years we should have accomplished all these things in order for us to see our marriage as moving in a successful successful manner and i would say too with the time frame as well um making sure that the time frame is realistic so mm -hmm. doing research on how long does it typically take to do, to do that right so for example you have like a weight loss goal um not saying hey i want to lose 50 pounds in two weeks <laughs> right that's not realistic it's not safe right something's right. wrong um, but actually saying like for a healthy weight loss, right? Um, at this age and this weight, what is, you know, a healthy range to want to lose this weight in? Absolutely. So having, you know, research in that time frame as well um, to help us to um, inform us on how to uh, set a goal. Right. Right. So um, ultimately, we know that goals, uh, they trigger new behaviors. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, when you establish a goal for yourself... Light in all likelihood, it will push you to begin to conduct yourself in a specific way. Um, like Shrock was just saying, if a goal is weight loss, then a behavior, a new behavior may mean, you know, working out or it may mean, you know, a new diet. You know, a goal is going to trigger a new behavior. Um, it's going to guide your focus, help you to remain focused, and ultimately it's going to promote a sense of self-mastery. So you're going to yeah. see... Um, yourself as successful the more you accomplish that goal or the more you head towards that direction and the same thing can be said for your relationship your marriage you'll see your marriage as successful as you accomplish the goals that you establish and again you'll know that you are motivated within your union if you're setting goals right when's the last time we like we just said that you set goals for your marriage yeah we, we literally just talked about this you know talked about the goals that we were setting we were talking about it today as a matter of fact you know not too long ago about some goals you know vacation wise that we want to set for ourselves hey where do we want to go what do we want to do how much do we want to spend when do we want to go we we list all this stuff out um not to take the spontaneity out of it but to establish a goal and motivate us to work towards something what's that other goal baby that we talked about today um what, the fitness one? Uh-huh. Yeah, working out and, you know, getting ready to go and run a marathon. A so, full marathon, Full right? marathon. <laughs> That's the next goal. Full marathon. You know what I'm saying? So, we're going to work our way up to that. So, we're we're not just saying, hey, we're going to run a marathon. And then we're just going, you know, I think there's one coming up in June where we're going to run a marathon. No. No. We're being smart about it. We're saying, hey. Time frame. <laughs> you know, in order to work up to marathon, right? You know, we're, we've been there before. We, you know, Sirach's already run a marathon. I've done, a, you know, a bunch of long distance endurance events. Um, but uh, it's we been a little together, while. We want to do this one together. We want to run together. We want to endure together. So that's a whole nother style of uh, preparation. So we're giving ourselves time to prepare together so we can run it together. Um, but it's a goal we set for ourselves and it's motivating us to go that direction. So 
there are three different types of motivation and honestly <laughs> I didn't really know about the um, the three needs theory until we started you know looking into our discussion for motivation but uh, the three needs theory also known as the three the needs theory is um, was created by a, a sociologist named um, David McClellan <laughs> sorry about but his name and he was a also a Harvard per, um, professor who spent um, 30 years conducting research on motivation that's what I'm talking about <laughs> so his main thing was he sought to understand human nature and develop tools to measure how people make choices so these are his three um, the, what he believes are our three motivators okay so the first um, motivation is known as achievement motivation. So you want to explain that one? Yeah. So this this is a, a common type of motivation, achievement motivation. Um, this is the drive to accomplish something significant um, and set and meet challenging goals. Mm -hmm. All right. So people with a high achievement motivation often seek out situations where they can excel and receive some type of reward or recognition absolutely and it's not just about the end result but the journey as well and the personal satisfaction of knowing that you overcome challenges right right oh so, yeah so it's that feeling of accomplishment that keeps the fire burning right and next oh you got it yeah oh, the right. next one is power motivation mm -hmm. um and this is the drive to influence and control others or to be in charge so you're motivated to be in charge motivated to rule right so it's not necessarily a negative thing mm -hmm. right but it's to be like affluent right right yeah right mm -hmm. you know so it's about wanting to make a difference and have an impact on the world around you so mm -hmm. I want the world around me to be impacted by me that's called power motivation yep and then the last one the last one is uh affiliation you want to break that one down too so yeah so affiliation um, this is the drive to connect with others and to form and establish meaningful relationships so your entire motivation is to establish form and maintain meaningful relationships everything you do is about relationships so people with high affiliation motivation are often driven by a desire for social interaction friendship and a sense of belonging yes and so when you know which motivation or which category you fall into then it can help to guide your decisions and your interactions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the beauty of understanding these different types of motivation is that it allows individuals to tailor their approach. Yes. Right? So you can manage how you uh, approach setting goals or how you approach um, establishing a motivational uh, lifestyle you know a lifestyle of motivation based off of you know which one of these three uh, need skills that you need or that you desire mm -hmm. all right it's like having a personalized like roadmap to motivation right and so if you know you're driven by achievement you might set specific challenging goals if it's power you might seek leadership opportunities um, and if it's affiliation um, if it's this um, motive or need then you are essentially focused on establishing social connections. That's what it's about for you. And ultimately, you want to be in a space or a situation where you are um, cultivating relationships. Right. So in marriage, you would you know in marriage, ultimately, affiliation is one of the motivations for all of us is to keep right. that marriage firm, to stay connected. Right. Right. And you'll, and you'll see different scenarios where a person utilizes all three different types of motivation. At different times. You know, at different times. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever the situation requires, whatever the relationship requires, so on and so forth. You know, for example, uh, a relationship, our relationship, there are times I may, you know, utilize power motivation, you know, and an attempt to, you know, leave my household. I want my entire household to be influenced by the decisions that I make. So I'm going to be motivated to do the right thing, to do the correct thing, to make the right decision so that my house, you know, my wife, my children, they all uh, benefit from the things that I do. 
that can be a motivation. I think also for us as well, I think achievement is one of our biggest as a couple. Oh, absolutely. It's one of our biggest motivational needs, which absolutely. is why we're doing a marathon. Right. We like <laughs> we like to set goals. We like to set goals. We like to establish goals. Um, and but not just any goal. We like to establish something where we can see the result. We like to know that we're going the right direction, you know. So, um, achievement motivation is definitely something we utilize a lot. And I feel like when we're not setting goals, when we don't, you know, have a task that we want to accomplish, then collectively we're kind of we're drained, right? We're not excited, we're not like inspired, and so we have to sometimes set those things in place just so we can motivate ourselves. And and it, it starts with the setting a goal, but it, it can. Extend to all areas of our life, right? So you know, achievement, achievement, um, and affiliation is definitely like the one that we utilize the most. Um, you know, we like to set those bars. We like to set, you know, vacation goals. We like to set uh, financial goals. Um, we even like to set educational goals. You know, we said when we first, um, you know, got married that at the ten-year mark. You know that Sirak wanted to have her master's degree, and she got her master's degree. You know, just before our ten-year mark. You know, we also wanted to go to Hawaii. We wanted to go to Hawaii, and we went to Hawaii. We wanted to, <laughs> you know, go to you know take the the yellow and the children to Disney World a bunch of times, and we've done that. You know, with every single one of them. Now we got baby Kaya here, and we got to do it all over again. <laughs> um, uh, we set financial goals. You know, at the time we had certain things we wanted to do. You know, we wanted the the house with the cars and the, you know, the financial security, and we did all that. And now we have different goals, so we scratch that and you know start all over again. Um, and while some may look at it like, man, like what are you guys doing? This for us, it is a means of establishing, or it's a means of motivating ourselves. Yeah. And for every cup, I recommend that you guys take the time out to, you know, think about it, think about your own experience together and ask, like, you know, as a couple together jointly, do you um, feel like your need is accomplishment? Is it influence? Right. Or is it affiliation? So, but let's, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I really, this is one of my favorite stories that you share. And I want to, I want you to share um, for today. But I want you to talk about a time in your life, right, where you found motivation in one of the most unexpected places. Yeah, so, you know, motivation has always been important to me, whether it's been uh, self-motivation, whether it's been, um, like we said, relationship motivation, whatever the case might be. It's always been important to me because I um, was always very quiet very small very introverted therefore there was not very many times when uh, motivation came from external sources Mm. motivation was always internal because I was an introvert so everything I did was internal I was smart in school because I had the motivation internally to be smart you know I you know was always small and skinny and everything like that so when I joined the military um, I had to find ways. So you was to, like Dawid, huh? Hey, you know, no, no <laughs> wonder, right? No coincidence. But when I joined the military, I had to find ways to keep myself motivated because I was small, because you know I was quiet, because I, you know, was not the strongest or the fastest, so on and so forth. I had to find ways to motivate myself to not just do what everyone else was doing, but to do better than everyone else. So that I can, you know, be selected for the course I was going after. You know, you mentioned this before, and I thought it was a good point. You're saying that, you know, we're from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And joining the military, we really didn't know much about. And I knew, <laughs> I knew nothing at all about the military. We knew, so what was the major pain? Right. That's, that's, about as much, that's about as much as I knew. <laughs> there was one guy that was in our community that I grew up with that, you know, went that was in the military. But he was in the reserves. So that's all I really knew. And if anyone has any military experience, you know that the reserves is not active duty. So it was uh, it was a different life that I was going after. Um, 
But what I was really going after was a sense of identity. Mm. And in going after a sense of identity, I had to um, face and encounter some tests and trials that, you know, seemed like they were larger than life. So there was one time specifically where, uh, you know, I had just been that they were making it a point to the instructors or cadre were making it a point to try to make me quit um, because I was small because I was the only guy that was my complexion you know a whole bunch of different reasons it was like hey we're gonna make this dude quit so they were trying and you know it was one night you know everybody was getting ready to go to bed and we decided to have a little internal meeting outside and I was like hey man we all should get inside because you know the cadre see us we're all gonna be in trouble nobody listened to me because I was you know again quiet so all of a sudden you know we had this one light that was inside of our or outside of our bay um you know kind of like a street light and it would like flicker all the time and man the lights flickered off and when they flickered back on all of our cadre was standing there like oh Gosh, where these dudes come from? Why did I visualize that? And, <laughs> and they were standing there, and it was like eight o'clock at night. It's dark already. It was you know December, and uh, they all had shades on. My baby, sign up. It's one of the best, the best storytellers ever. Just so you guys it, know, this is my life. Is, I, I don't, I'm not making this stuff I know up. You're not, I know so you're that's not. you know, but uh, the lights flicker off, flicker back on, and you got like four cadre standing there with shades on at 8 o'clock at night pitch black you know and I just remember thinking to myself like you gotta be kidding me and the head cadre was staring at me and why I don't know you know they used to call me New York because I used to have a real heavy New York accent and uh, he's like New York why is everyone out here and I'm like man what's the dude asking me for Like, I'm like hey I don't know Sergeant, you know, we're having a meeting, um, but we're getting ready to go inside. He's like, no, no. Everybody's going to stay outside now. You should have told everybody to go inside. And in my head, I'm like, I did. He's like, that's okay. You don't want to help everybody out. We're going to make everybody work just for you. So for the next hour, we were doing push-ups and burpees and a little fun thing called a starburst with a twist. Which is like a burpee when you're throwing dirt in the sky, but we didn't have dirt, we had gravel, so you're throwing rocks in the air and the rocks come back down and hit you while you're doing burpees and all this oh. stupid stuff. Yeah, it was great. So, and then after that hour, uh, they made everybody stand there while they, you know, made me work out. Well, f during that hour, they made me watch everyone work out. I just watched them. And that was like my punishment. And then afterwards, everyone else's punishment was to watch me work on my own mm -hmm. in front of them for an hour after two hours of work they tell us now get out of here get lost it's 10 o'clock at night now we all run back inside and I remember I'm laying there on my cot angry and frustrated and confused and I'm like man I seen so many people quit and walk away from this thing there was one guy I saw quit and <laughs> he quit and got promoted <laughs> got promoted and he went to a different unit and the other unit was like man you're really squared away because he was better than everybody else there he just was worse than all of us so you know he got promoted on the outside and things like that and I was like man I can probably go do that and I had all these ideas running through my head of how easy it would be to just give up and I remember as I was laying there I looked up and I never noticed it before but on the bottom of my uh, rubber rifle we call them a rubber duck it was a rubber uh, M16 mm -hmm. Um, that we had to carry around and on the bottom of it etched into the uh, buttstock that's the you know back part of the gun that goes up against your shoulder mm. on the bottom part of it was etched in Joshua 1 and 9 Joshua 1 and 9 and I uh, I saw it and I was like whoa no way you know that's one of my favorite scriptures there's no way that that's really etched into it so I like sit up real quick and I look at it, and it's Joshua 1 and 9, and I just pull up my Bible real quick to make sure I'm not crazy. And there I read, have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For Yahuwah, your Lua, is with you wherever you go. Mm. 
And I just knew wow. in that moment that for one of the first times I had received motivation from an external source. And it was greater than any motivation I had given to myself internally. Mm. And every time I felt like quitting, every time I felt like giving up, I would remember Joshua 1 and 9. And it would give me the energy, the endurance, the strength. It would give me everything I needed to continue pushing forward until ultimately I passed selection. But that's my story of how I needed motivation and how I, you know, ultimately, you know, motivated um, myself in a tough time. But um, you have a great motivation story or story of motivation. <laughs> and this one is one of my favorite stories. Um, so you want to jump in and tell your yeah. story of motivation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yes, uh, ran a marathon. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I did it um, in my during my like late twenties. I just wanted I was um, really pushing myself physically, getting stronger, running harder, things like that. And I feel like one of the ultimate ways to just see what kind of shape you're in is by signing for a marathon. Come on. And <laughs> you were deployed at the time, and so I just wanted to do something to like. You know, get some bragging rights for my babe. You know, that's right. <laughs> but I just wanted to push myself and just see what you know how where I could take this with my body, right? And so, um, for me, when I began, uh, the motivation was, I would say, accomplishment for me initially. Mm. I didn't want to accomplish it, but like I said, I wanted to see where my body could go, and I just believed like I can do it. I know I can do 26. I just you know, and <laughs> that was the initial. Um, motivator but then when you hit mile 10 11 right and 18 and 19 we <laughs> start hitting those and then you know i know that you were able to kind of check in with me here from time to time you also was working so it's there's times it was just me and the road right and so uh, at that point for me at that point the motivation was honestly like you just said with the most high give me that scripture the most high for me began to speak to me mm. and really helped me to be encouraged during that run. Right. So for me, the most I was telling me, um, he just started giving me all these like analogies about running the race and um enduring to the end. And then he told me, because um, initially I was looking at everybody around me and because some people are going fast, some people going slow and you start measuring yourself and comparing yourself what I did amongst, you know, those around me. Right. And most I was telling me like, Nope. He's like Everyone is getting the medal. Right. Everyone is getting the medal. He's like, you train a certain way. He's like, run how you train. Mm. Run how you train. He said, you don't know what their tra training method was, but you will not make it trying to run like them. He right. said, I trained you a certain way. Run that way. And something else that he told me to do that I thought was powerful was um, uh, looking at my scenery. Mm. He's like, because it, it was a really beautiful spot. It was in uh, Nashville. And it was like on a like country like road, and it was like beautiful like trees, and, and he was just like look at the scenery, right. and I opened my eyes and I saw the water, and I saw the birds like laying on the water, and I saw people walking their babies in the stroller. It was just really beautiful, yeah. And that scenery kind of helped me to distract my mind, right, and just run. And lastly, the most high was he showed me the finish line. Right. Like he showed me the finish line. I just imagine getting to the finish line. I imagine like calling my babe afterwards and hearing him say like I'm so proud of you. And I just imagine all this stuff at the finish line. And that was the thing that really just kept me going mm. all the way to the end. So like you're definitely right. Like Yahuwah has always been like that external motivator for me. Right. Like because there's things that we got to do for him. Right. We have a mission. But the Most High cares for us. Oh yeah, and like he cares about the things that we're interested in, and he gave us the desire to do certain things, and so he assists us and help us to to make it through. Right. So yeah, that was my motivation at that time. That makes sense. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we both have these experiences where we needed motivation, um, and now it leads us to our marriage. You know, yeah. 
and I think to myself, you know what I'm saying, like why, um, why wouldn't I want to motivate us in our marriage, and why don't we talk about motivation more in our marriage? Now we don't really have this thing that we, you know, have to worry about because we, like we said, we usually um, utilizing the uh, affiliation or accomplishment um, methods. Mm -hmm. um, we we're constantly motivating one another or motivating our marriage as a whole. Um, but I was looking at something the other night, and I'm always looking at different means of motivation. Um, I was looking at something the other night, and it was just these guys motivating themselves for uh, for a championship game, you know, rugby championship game. And you know, I it made me immediately think about how I would motivate my my team members, my guys, when we before we go out on the mission. Um, and ultimately, it made me realize that as similar as sports are to military battles, you know, relationships, marriages are even more similar. Mm. Because there's constantly some type of attack, battle, fight that we have to endure, that we have to go through in order to uh, ultimately achieve the happiness the success in our relationship that we desire so then if I'm constantly going to go into a battle then I constantly want the motivation to to fight like I've never fought before to fight you never fought before and to fight with the person you've been assigned to fight with right right like I ain't trying to go out here and fight with some random person that don't know you know me that don't know my fighting style that's not going to be able to back me up support me when I need them to the most I want to go out and fight with that person that knows me better than anybody else because I know if we fight together, then we are going to win. So, we want to offer some motivational uh, strategies and techniques. Um, to motivate your spouse. Yeah, for, for spouses to motivate one another. You know, some ways that you can motivate each other, keep you excited, and, you know, continue this fight together. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. So I'll say the first um, technique that we can we can use or that we, we do use. Pay attention to their dreams and aspirations. So what I mean by that is basically, do you know your spouse's deepest desires? Mm -hmm. Besides wanting the best for your family and loving you above all else, of course, right? Right. <laughs> do you know what other things are tugging at their heartstrings so you stand a better chance of helping them succeed when you know what they're aiming for and why not take some time out to find out today yeah I know this one is kind of with you transition out the military mm -hmm. it's been an interesting time because your desires have changed right and so you're also kind of rediscovering <laughs> You know, um, some of your renewed, you know, some interests and things that you're into now that you want to do now, but even still, um, learning what they are and supporting you as you're transitioning out the military. Right. Yeah, and quite honestly, like knowing that you not just know, but you understand what my aspirations are, what my dreams are. Leaving the military, leaving such a structured you know lifestyle knowing that you understand what I want to do next or where I want to go next or how I want to get there is enough for me to push because now I'm holding myself to a standard because you know you know what I mean so I, I definitely like that one and agree with that one and it goes back to again the three needs right you know, like if you see your partner not motivated um, within the marriage you know, um, and you know their motivation is accomplishment, encouraging them, encouraging them to to challenge themselves or to take on a, a new skill to master or what have you. Oh yeah. Because you know that's going to be the thing that motivates them again. Yeah, and I know you want to do a marathon, but I know that you really are doing it because you know that it's going to be motivation to me. You know that I'm motivated by motivating you, and I'm motivated by having something that most people won't do you know ahead of me 
I'm going to accomplish that. So, yeah, knowing what your partner um, desires and knowing what things, you know, pull at them is important. definitely important. Yeah. What you got? Um, so, you know, you follow your partner's progress on the things that matter to them. Mm-hmm. All right. So if, you know, they can't stop talking about a project at work or a new idea that they want to go after, um, then you probably should be paying attention. You know, ask them what they need, how far they've gotten, and most importantly, how can you help? Mm. When you show your partner that you're interested in their world, it will inspire them to go for their best. Absolutely. You know, starting a business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, starting this whole thing, I was like, you know, this is something I'm going to go after, something I'm going to go towards, I'm going to leave this job and leave this job and go after this. Um, specific goal mm-hmm. it's tough it's an area that we never ventured into but man if you would have just ignored me and not paid me any attention and be like man forget because there's a lot of times when I wanted to quit a lot of times I wanted to just say man forget it it's not worth it but because you are interested it reminds me that I'm doing this for us mm-hmm. not just for myself mm-hmm. can't quit when I'm doing it for both of us <laughs> you know it was just for me I'm like man Forget it, I'll do something else. But when it's both of us, I gotta keep going. So, you know, being excited about what they're excited about is definitely motivating. What do you got? Um, that's my last one. But I would say, um, the power of like affirmations, the power of encouraging one another with words, being each other's cheerleaders, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes we take for granted how much impact our words can have on our loved ones. And we let moments pass that could inspire and uplift them in ways we may not understand. So the next time that we look at our ish, right, our partner, um, let's think about, you know, maybe how brave they are and tell them that. Let's think about, think about the things that they have done or accomplished or um, those times of courage that you have seen them exhibit during difficult times in your your life or in a marriage or what have you and encouraging them like the reason why I always have my baby talk about his experience with selection is because um, the few the proud right mm-hmm. that's the mornings right. <laughs> <laughs> but no but um, with the selection you, you were telling me that only about what is it 20% mm-hmm. pass right and even being a, a person of color two percent right right and so whatever helps you to dig deep and to make it through that difficult time it's like there's nothing you can't make it through mm-hmm. and i don't want that to ever be forgotten of that accomplishment right so encouraging your partner uh recalling some of those stories um motivating them uh telling them just how proud you are of them and especially when they're down right when they're down it's when they're up it's like yeah, they feel great already. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to, to still acknowledge them when they're up. But I think a lot of times we give the encouraging words when you're up. Mm-hmm. Then when you're down, it's like, figure it out. Right. Come on, do something. Like, what are you, you going to do while you're just sitting there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you watch the TV anyway, anyhow. Go get a job, you know? <laughs> right. But um, that's the time right there to really activate that motivation. Yeah. And, you know, words of encouragement are definitely vital and important and you know, you never know what those words can do. You never know what that one spark can ignite. You never know what that one spark can ignite. You never know what that one that one glimmer of hope can provide. When I look at my, my beautiful Isha, my beautiful wife, and I think about the motivation that we've had to provide for one another, I look at her and I think, to myself what can I say to motivate our relationship to motivate her to motivate me you know to motivate us unified what can I say you know that is gonna give us enough to push us over the hump to drive us into the next one five ten fifteen years I look at her and I remind her to remember everything that people said about us before. 
Remember all the things that they said. Where are those people now? Where are the naysayers? All the people that told us that it was just a honeymoon phase. All the people that told us that we were still in our first year. So that's why we were so happy. All the people that said that, well, wait until you guys hit a financial issue. Wait until you guys have your first child. Wait until you have your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth child. Wait until you really start coming into something. Wait until you have your first argument. Wait until you have your first struggle. Wait until you encounter this and encounter that. Where are those people now? Because I can still hear their voices. And I'm not mad about it. Because the voices of those people is what pushes me to prove them wrong. I'm proving people wrong that we don't even see anymore. Proving them wrong by proving our relationship right. I want to show you every day that the Most High did not make a mistake when He chose me to lead our house. When He chose you to be my rib. When He chose us to be unified as one. To be a representation of Him and us. And everything that I do, everything that I'm going to do, is going to drive us towards success in our marriage. As a unified front, as a weapon of war for the Most High in this realm. Those are the types of things that I say to motivate our relationship. Those are the types of things I say to keep us encouraged, to help us to endure, to push us forward. What are you saying to your spouse? Ensure that you are saying the things that are needed. You're saying the things that are desired. You're saying the things that's going to push you to have the relationship that you deserve, that you desire. That your heart demands. Yeah, that's beautiful, babe. And so, in closing, in closing, we want to just recap everything that we have. You know, not recap, but like just say again that it's important to set goals, or it's important to be motivated. And setting goals is the indication, or one of the indications of motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Also, too, um, no. What category you fall into when it comes in, um, in terms of motivation? What is your motivation style? Also, too, when there's times in your life where it's hard to be motivated, it's a low point, and it feels like it's a hopeless situation, and there's no coming out of it. Go back to the times in your life where you had to dig deep and find motivation, and a place that was like on your own, right, where there's no there's no motivation there, but you had to dig deep and find it. Remember those times that you had to really dig deep and, and find that um, that courage or that strength to keep going forward um, in the midst of chaos. And lastly, bring all that to the marriage. Bring all that to the marriage. Bring all that to continue to build upon the marriage, to strengthen it, to propel it, right? Because ultimately, this all started with a marriage in the beginning. And in Revelations, it's going to end with a marriage, right? And so this is one of the, the most important relationships in our lives, and we had to make it to the end. My baby once told me this, and I'll never forget it, but he was like, one of the, the, the best gifts I can give you is um, help you to make it to heaven, right? Shemayim's. And so that has been his motivation throughout our time together. And my motivation, my desire is to submit to my ish and to support him. And to bring whatever vision that he has, anything I can do in my power to, to help to bring it to pass, that's my, my goal, my aim. And so think about that this week, about motiva- motivation, and feel free to put anything, um, any of your tips for motivating your spouse in the comment section below. And if you, if you have a desire to try to gain more insight, to... If you're trying to figure out how to speak about these things, how to, you know, encourage each other, motivate each other, then we can help you with that. You go to our website, 
infiniteascension.org. Um, we have um, relationship um, coaching that we can offer. Um, that's done by both of us. And we'll help you to ascend. We'll help your relationship to ascend. We'll help you to have the uh, relationship that you desire and not the relationship that you have. So, you're excited as we are. Then get on there and link up with us. Link up with us and we'll push you to that higher level of you. So we appreciate your time. Thank We're you looking so much. forward to talking to you again. <laughs> Once again, we thank Sarat, the RV therapist, for jumping in and joining in. <laughs> and until the next time, shalom, shalom, shalom. <laughs>